Welcome to Raw Relationships, the podcast that keeps relationships real and wonderful. I'm Melissa, and I'm your host. Good evening, everyone. Thank you for joining us tonight for our podcast. Tonight, I am interviewing Eileen. And Eileen married at 18, and after struggling for 35 years in an unhappy, disconnected marriage, she chose to divorce. Eileen found the answers to what happened, why, and how it could have been different in the Enneagram personalities. When she discovered very specific information to their couple dynamics, she became very passionate about sharing with others so they don't have to struggle like she did. Eileen is a personality and relationship expert, personality pattern coach, and speaker. She is a best-selling author of Why Can't I Figure Us Out? Eileen has been called the relationship whisperer as she assists people to create connected and loving relationships. She assists women to gain clarity and make decisions, should I stay or should I go? With the Get Loved Relationship online program, you can discover your relationship style so you can be, find, and reconnect to get the love you desire. So, without any further ado, let's bring Eileen in. Hi, Eileen. Hello there. Eileen, how are you? I'm good. That's good. Thank you so much for joining me um, in my podcast tonight. And uh, I've already introduced you to our listeners. So um, please go ahead and uh, give us a little bit of story about who Eileen is. Ah, (laughs) (laughs) I can can do that in about uh, 30 seconds or I can do a longer version. Due to what you feel um, uh, guided to do. Um, what I'd like to share with you tonight is, is my journey into really understanding myself. Uh, my story is that I met my husband at 16 and married him at 18. Thought he'd be my Prince Charming and that we would be married forever. And that's not the way it turned out. Uh, it, it was a lot of... of um, confusion and loneliness and struggle and I didn't know why that was because we were two great people same values same morals same goals but we just felt disconnected all the time and he was he was like my silent partner I could Mm. but I couldn't connect or engage him at least not the way I wanted Mm -hmm. and so that led me to 35 years of self-doubt and loneliness and powerless to change the relationship and finally I chose to leave the relationship and as I did I found the Enneagram personalities and that transformed my life. Awesome so um, just to kind of go back to a few things you said um, that feeling of being disconnected and and being lonely I'm pretty sure that um, there's a lot of listeners that are, are listening to us right now that can kind of put themselves in that in that um, in that position. Can you talk a little bit about that, just a little more in depth for us? 
Yeah, it's, um, you know, when we don't know what we're doing or how to fix it, we, we just keep going around the same rat wheel, right? Mm-hmm. And so I'd often go to bed at night and I would, you know, I'd go in my mind of what did I say? How could have I said it different? Why is he withdrawing? If I'd, uh, you know, should I have said anything or could I have said it another way? I did that many, many nights because I was looking for answers of why are we disconnected? What is it? And unfortunately, what happens is we tend to turn that around on ourselves. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And and so, you know, I was confused. I I was doing everything I knew how to. I I thought I was being a good wife and a good partner. Mm-hmm. And yet there was a lot of silence and a lot of withdrawal. Right. Now, do you think, <clears throat> like looking back now, obviously you see things differently. Um, do you think that, I guess my question is, um, sometimes we we look for this connection and the other person, like, did you, I'm trying to figure out how to word this question without just assuming how you reacted to it. What I'm mm-hmm. asking is, um, did you ever say to him, like, I feel disconnected? Um, I, I said it in, you know, I would, I would, I would take many courses. I would read marriage manuals. Mm-hmm. I would go through the exercises and I would do all the, I am feeling, um, I want to know what you're feeling. Would you share with me? <laughs> mm-hmm. I tried. I tried all that stuff, and and um, I just didn't get anywhere. He would either just get up and walk out of the room, or um, he would withdraw and be silent. And so I just learned after a while just not to go there, not to say anything exactly, not to go there. And that you know, because every time I did that, he shut down mm-hmm. and he withdrew, and I saw that as rejection. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do know what it is now, but mm-hmm. I didn't back then. Yeah, and that's that's why you're here sharing this with us. Because I think you know, I've I've even had relationships where I feel the same, and I don't, you know, I didn't feel heard, and I didn't feel respected, or you know, um, and the, in those relationships, I felt the same way. I felt like, what am I doing wrong? <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. it, it's obviously me. And, and in some cases, the men would even actually say it was me. They'd mm-hmm. be like, what is wrong with you? You're so this, you're so needy, you're so this, you're so that. And I was like, yeah. oh my goodness, maybe I am, you know, <laughs> you start, yeah. that. it's just almost like, a, I almost want to say it's an emotional abuse in a way, because they're not, um, they're not for whatever reason maybe they're not doing it on purpose but they're not um, allowing you to have your feelings which are very important on both sides I think in a relationship to be able to you know say how you feel and have the other person they may not understand but they have to respect it (laughs) you know what I mean well I think for men men are fixers Mm-hmm. And the emotional realm is uh, for all generations or most generations back in most cases for men. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, they don't go into the emotional. They just believe be a good provider, work hard, look after your family. That is what a good partner is. Mm-hmm. But for women, our emotional 
uh, bank account gets used up looking after kids and looking mm-hmm. after the household and being a wife and looking after everyone else's needs. And over time, we become our bank account becomes bankrupt and we become resentful. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, there is um, in my research, uh, the way this generally works is that, um, you know, the women will start to say, here's what I need, here's what I want. Mm-hmm. And the, the, you know, their partner just hears it as complaining. Yeah. And, so, you know, then they tell, you know, they tell their husbands, you don't value our relationship. We never do anything together. Why do you always put work ahead of me? Mm-hmm. And often instead of recognizing their wa- their wives need for closeness, they simply feel nagged and withdraw emotionally, mm-hmm. and physically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which makes perfect sense when you think about it, right? Um, mm-hmm. If they don't know how to, um, how to kind of like um, listen to that, right? If they're, mm-hmm. if they're not raised in that way. I know that's something that I'm really with my two boys, I'm really instilling feelings into them. <laughs> it's like, you know, instead of them getting angry and wrecking something, I'm like, just say how you feel. If you feel angry, then say you're angry, but you don't have to wreck things. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, they implode, it goes inside. And, and, mm-hmm. you know, because of that unresponsiveness from the men, Sometimes even hostility, because men get tired of like, I don't know what you want. What do you need from me? Mm-hmm. Women become frustrated. And so then that's when they start complaining about their lack of involvement. Yeah. And, um, you know, down from there, it just goes downhill because, you know, women just start to tell themselves, I've tried everything. Divorce has got to be better than this. I'll find someone who cares for me. Mm-hmm. And even I don't like women feel so alone, even when they're in a marriage, and they just feel they'd be happier. And that's what sets them on the divorce uh, track. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I think um, talk about this Enneagram. Tell us about that and how that works. Yeah, I just want to add a little bit more to this. Um, So then, you know, after a period of time, women give up trying to fix the marriage and they stop complaining and they surrender to the inevitable. Well, well, this is just the way it is. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately their partners go, okay, I guess she must be happy again. And, and things. Okay. And then they're absolutely shocked when D-Day arrives and she turns to him and she says, I want a divorce. And you know, the husband says, I had no idea. You're so happy. Why didn't you tell me? But you, here's the tragedy of the situation, because then all of a sudden the win, men wake up and they understand their unhappiness and they're willing to change and they're willing to work on themselves. But many women by that time, um, it's over for them. And it's, yeah. it's really, um, you know, it's really sad that nobody sees the cycle going mm-hmm. going forward. No, and and I think like even you could even say some infidelity would be brought on that exact same way too. Yeah. Not to not to say that it's it's right or anything, but I could see how you know if you're feeling lonely and disconnected in your marriage, then and somebody else is willing to give you that attention you need, <laughs> then oh, why wouldn't you? Sides, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. Mis- we all feel misunderstood that our partner doesn't get us, but they don't understand. 
Um, and really, we it is because we do not know what we need, like what our fundamental mm. core needs are. Mm -hmm. So you asked me about the Enneagram, and people go, the Ennea what? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it simply means Ennea in Greek means nine. There's nine personalities, and gram means graph. And so the Enneagram is an amazing um, tool of wisdom that's been around since the 1700s, and it helps you understand yourself to the core of your being. And it shows you that there are nine different uh, personality perspectives with each of them with their own way of seeing the world, their own attitudes and thinking and feeling, reacting and behaving. And it's mm -hmm. personality patterns. So when you start to understand the patterns, you will understand the person. Okay. Okay. So um, do you have any more to add to that? Or can I go on to an, you do? Okay, I'll let you, I'll let you. A little bit about, you know, what's really cool about it. What was cool for me was when I read, when I found this, and I read my personality profile, it truly was like reading my own biography. Mm -hmm. Oh, wow, those are my strengths. And I had no idea that's what people valued in me because this is what we're looking for in all our relationships. We're looking for, do you value me? Do you see me? Do you value what I, what I have to give to the world? Mm -hmm. And um, it also showed me the thing, my challenges and those stung when I read mm -hmm. them. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Develop, that's where your development comes is when you step into those and go, yes. And you understand why. Yeah. Yeah. And I think to know, like, if you could, with your partner, if you could do something like that together, it would be, you know, a chance to be vulnerable, but at the same time, you know, be honest about it and well, then help each other. Give such a depth of understanding. Like, it, it, it really gives you a compassion that, you know, the personality is formed at the age of seven. So if you look at what beliefs you formed and believed you had to be a certain way in the world and then you didn't know unconsciously that this is how you were living your life and mm -hmm. you see how it keeps you stuck if you could understand that about your partner and see them when when they're struggling and you say to them i see you stressed i see you struggling what can i do to support you how can i help you that's mm -hmm. love and yeah. when you know personality profile specifically what it is then you can just help um, not just, oh, I hope you feel better, but very, very specifically with the struggles. Right. Well, and I think that's <clears throat> that's huge, right? You know, instead of that's exactly what a person needs to do. If you see your spouse struggling, you want to help them in a loving way, not bitch at them and say, why is my, your work more important than me? Well, of course, my work's more important than you if you're just going to scream at me all day long, right? Yeah. You know. so we get stuck into those patterns and you know I did a survey a while back and I asked three questions what as a couple what are your your challenges um, frustration and fears mm -hmm. and the biggest challenges was that uh, their differences mm -hmm. uh, they realize they have differences the frustration is when they share those differences and they don't know how to resolve them it makes it almost even worse because now they're really frustrated they've told you what you need they need 
and no one knows how to resolve it. And the greatest fear is that those differences are going to break them apart. Right, right. Which should be enough to fix it. <laughs> you know, difficult unless you understand your personality structures and your couple dynamics. Mm-hmm. Well, that's just it. And some people, like I know, um, again, back to my own experiences, some people. I can see as clear as day that they are struggling, but they won't, they won't admit they're struggling. So whether they're maybe ready is another story too, right? Yeah. And sometimes, you know, one partner's ready before the other. Mm -hmm. Uh, And that, that, you know, it it just comes down to you, you need to do your own inner work. And, And a lot of times you can shift relationships just by doing your own inner work. I agree. I agree a hundred percent. And I know because I've done it. <laughs> yeah. And it, it just changes that energy because you, you know, if you can take some accountability for your own crap, not blame it on somebody else, because I think as humans, that's just what we do until we're aware <laughs> and we can look within and be accountable for our own weaknesses. And, you know, don't be afraid to say to your partner um you know just the other day actually I had with mine I I was upset with him because he was going four by fouring and it was the second day in the week and I was thinking to myself you know I'm stuck here with the kids all day long and you get to go have fun with your friends but you know I'm thinking this in my head and I'm working myself up to almost a frenzy where I want to just like tell him off and I thought about it for a second. I'm like, whoa, what's going on? Like, this is silly. Now you need to take, take inventory. What's going on in your mind? You're upset and you're wanting to lash out at him, but he hasn't done anything. (laughs) He's just going with his friends and you don't, you know, so my first um, instinct was I said to him in anger, firstly, I said to him, don't make any plans next weekend because I'm going away for the weekend. I need some time away. And then I was like, whoa, that wasn't nice. <laughs> like it, I was so aware that I was like, this is not good. And so I went back to him and I said, I'm sorry. <laughs> that wasn't fair of me. Um, I just, I need to work this out in my own brain because I said, you know, I think about where would I go? I wouldn't go anywhere because I want to be here with my kids. So that's what I choose. So why am I upset at him? Because he wants to do his thing. That's not fair, right? (laughs) And so I gave him a hug and I said, you know, I'm sorry. I just had to kind of that through and thank you. I'm not upset with you. I love you. Have fun. (laughs) But that changed the whole day. You know, he came home early because he wanted to spend the rest of the night with me. Mm-hmm. you know and it changes the whole dynamic if you can really be um, self-aware and it doesn't mean you know you're perfect at it it's something that you have to keep doing right like anything else like riding a bike you have to keep doing it or else you can't get good at it right <laughs> right and this is what happens with couples when you want your needs met at the same time mm-hmm. and when you're unable to negotiate that or or say, you know, I'm, I'm just upset because I want to spend more time with you. And I'd love for all of us to spend time together. Um, and at the same time, I'd like you really to have your, your fun and your downtime. And when mm-hmm. you get better at 
negotiating those things and sharing. I mean, I think your husband sensed that he probably wouldn't have come home early. He would have went, well, I deserve this. And, you know, mm-hmm. I have fun too. And, and uh, you know, when we go into the justifications, if you're justifying, it isn't good. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's just it. And, you know, it, it, right away I got mad, but I was like, why am I getting angry? Like, it's not a big deal. I knew about it days before because, mm-hmm. you know, so I was like, why all of a sudden am I getting upset about this? It's triggering something in me, right? Yeah. And uh, yeah, and it, it changes the dynamic, like you said, because it's like, then the next day he's kind of asking me questions, you know, maybe we need to do this so you and I can go spend a weekend somewhere, you know, and he's bringing up things because he's seeing that I'm upset, but instead of hurling insults at him, (laughs) you know, I'm actually uh, talking to him on maybe not exactly how he understands, but I'm just being honest, I guess. But you changed the outcome. Yeah. It could have been a very different outcome. It could have been very damaging to the relationship. Well, and it has been in the past, Mm. you know, because of the same things until I finally, you know, learned through my own mistakes. Sadly, I guess that's what happens when you start, when you turn just about 40, (laughs) you start learning these things. But yeah, for sure. Like there would be other times then it would turn into a big fight and he'd be leaving for the night and go and stay in somewhere else. Right. And that's just not, not acceptable. And, and for me, you know, I have two young children, so I don't want them to see that kind of dynamic in a relationship. I want them to know it's healthy. They, you know, their, their parents can talk it out. They don't yell and scream and leave each other. And, you know, and a lot of couples don't go into problem solving. They don't get to the real solution. You know, when you can say, I really want you to go and have a good time. And could, could we plan for a break, some sort of break for me, whether, you know, even if we're all here, but I get a break from the kids while you're looking after me or something. So mm-hmm. I can do something to nourish myself, to refill my tank or, uh, you know, a weekend away would be just awesome. You yeah. Know? Yeah. And then reward him you know, even coming up with that or suggesting that, like, that would be so awesome. Let's let's look at doing that. Yeah, exactly. And that's, that's just it. You know, like when, when they do, tr- I think that shows that they, they do care and they do love you because they're willing to reciprocate, right? That energy. As long as we don't go on the attack, it's been my experience. Yeah. You know, when you attack, it, it shuts them down. They, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and even if, you know, sometimes you're not meaning to attack, that's not your intent, because I know a lot of times I've attacked, and then I've been like, whoa, I don't even know where that came from, <laughs> you know. You know but, it's like, we're human, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's just it, and, you know, sadly, some, you know, if you haven't, I know for myself, I wasn't, um, I wasn't shown as a child how to communicate properly there was a lot of yelling and screaming and physical and mental abuse I don't do that but that's what I'm used to so you know I'm teaching myself all these things these communication things as I kind of go along so it's uh I think you know and that's exactly why I've put this podcast together so that we can all kind of share our message and help the people 
you know, so they don't have to wait till they're 40 and, you know. What I found, can... You know, what I, what I found is that the information is so specific for personality couple dynamics. It's, it makes it so much easier to get love the way you need, to know what you need and to ask for it for your partner to mm-hmm. understand you to the depth of your being. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And to be able to understand yourself, I think, too, because how many of us, go through life thinking we know who we are but really deep down we have no idea especially like you said when we're caring for kids and you know a house and a job and god only knows what else we have going on you know so I think that helps too because then you can kind of like you said it when you read it it was like reading your biography yeah so and a lot of people you know I know even myself if you would ask me five years ago who I was I'd be like I'm a mom (laughs) you know I have kids I don't know um now it's a whole different story I know what you know my life purpose is I know what drives me I know what I know what triggers me when it comes to Uh, my feelings and my emotions and I can kind of you know I'm getting better at getting them before they get me Um, but it takes that takes practice and time and and really a lot of self-care I think choice and choice to respond differently you know when I studied our couple dynamics of of our 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 marriage with my partner (laughs) I I'd like to share a little bit about that with you. Yes, so I'm a two supporter personality, and he's a nine peace seeker. So, for my personality, we like a really close connection, almost an intense connection. And so, I would intently attempt to engage him, which he would feel as controlling, and he would withdraw to maintain uh-huh. his identity and his independence because peace seekers are, are really quiet a lot of the time. And so I would, you know, I never realized that that could appear controlling to him. And Mm -hmm. for his personality type, a peace seeker wants to keep peace at all costs. And so they don't speak up because they fear it's going to cause conflict. And neither one of us, neither one of those two personalities and, you know, as, as people, we weren't able to even articulate what it was that we needed because that doesn't feel natural to those two personalities. Right. So that's the dance we did for 35 years. And I just came to believe he didn't love me. And he mm-hmm. became very frustrated with me attempting to control him. Uh, you know. <laughs> and that's what we did for 35 years. Wow. And do you have any kids? Yeah, we have. Um, I have two sons. One is uh, thirty-eight, and and the other one will be thirty-seven this month, and, or um, in the end of the year. Awesome. Uh, so it helps to understand the personalities because with their wives and children and whatnot, I can really, um, you know, head off a lot of things that might be uh conflicts or cause hard feelings and we can resolve things really quite quickly amongst all of us Mm -hmm. yeah well i think if if you had access to that information it would be not only for you know like a romantic partnership but even your kids and you know your grown kids obviously once they have their personality and everything but 
everyone. It could really help you understand them. Yeah, your boss, your coworker, your parents, your siblings. Oh my goodness, sibling stuff. Mm-hmm. It just yeah. It it really can help you step back and say, oh, I understand why you're reacting that way. And you can yeah. respond, and then a lot of times they feel recognized and appreciated. If you can put yourself out of the way and resolve these, everybody can win. Yeah, well, that's just it, and not taking it. You know, one thing I've learned um, in the, I guess, since I started my life coaching is really to ask questions. <laughs> you know, if, if somebody says something that you don't, understand or offend you repeat it back to them and ask them and make sure you heard it right because maybe you didn't <laughs> you know or you can maybe say, tell you... me more about that mm-hmm. me yeah about that. what's happening yeah yeah instead of you know firing back with a an insult of your own because your defense goes up right mm-hmm. and those questions are vital I think in understanding people because maybe somebody does something and you don't get it but you don't have to judge them you just need to ask them (laughs) you know what's going on there (laughs) it's a big surprise right it's like oh Mm -hmm. I I I didn't realize that or I didn't understand my impact or um, Mm -hmm. you know it's like oh if you're open and willing to hear and then both of you look for solutions Mm-hmm. things can be resolved pretty quickly yeah yeah I have to agree I think I'm I'm quite excited to um, work on my skills like with my husband as well as my kids mm-hmm. um, and to pass it on to my older girls so they can kind of use it in their relationships instead of you know just kind of I don't know where like do you think it's programmed into us like do you think it's something more with like the negative beliefs we hold about ourselves oh, or... absolutely it is yeah form these beliefs at the age of seven and then mm-hmm. they become unconscious for the rest of our life and they can they can really keep us stuck you know it it's like when i showed that my two supporter personality i could be an intrusive helper what i thought everybody wanted my help i couldn't mm-hmm. i was surprised but now that i can see it from their perspective and i can change that pattern it's mm-hmm. it's so empowering mm-hmm. well and to be aware of that right mm-hmm. because most people wouldn't say anything they would just maybe you know tell you oh I don't need your help I don't need your help or whatever right yeah and and instead you know they wouldn't say oh Eileen geez you always have to have your hands in everything <laughs> or maybe Exactly. That was the way it was. The the underlying motive of that is what I'm looking for is a connection. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, you weren't doing it to be evasive. Why we're doing it. So Mm -hmm. understand the drivers and the motivation. It's like, oh, now I can give that to myself. I can work on that for myself. Or I can ask for it in a way that is not demanding or have expectations. It's just Mm. a a request yeah 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 and you know I listened to I can't remember the lady's name for the life of me but I listened to a podcast a while ago and that is exactly what she said it was you know us women especially are so busy barking orders at our husbands that we aren't really like telling them what we desire Mm -hmm. we're just barking at them so 
you know, which comes off very controlling because we do have to look after the kids. And sometimes men can act like kids, you know, (laughs) I think that maybe some women do, but, um, you know, when you feel that way, um, you tend to be like, this needs to be done. That needs to be done. You get this done. Why haven't you done that? (laughs) You know, at least I find myself doing it and I'm not doing it, um, because I'm being, grumpy or whatever I'm doing it because I feel like I have to you know and that's not really a good position to be in when you're in a relationship you there's no authority right (laughs) it should be a partnership where you work together but sometimes the balance feels unbalanced you know Mm -hmm. especially when the kids are little there's so much energy and so it's you know it can become feeling unbalanced yeah yeah I agree so Eileen I don't want to take up too much more of your time could you tell us um, before we go tell us what your advice would be to women out there um, as far as it goes with the should I stay or should I go what are you you've got a program that you've created tell us a little bit about that for women that are kind of not quite sure should I stay or should I just hit the road (laughs) well I know for myself I spent 35 years in you know should I stay should I go and I know that indecision keeps you stuck it keeps you stuck Mm -hmm. in victimhood it keeps Mm -hmm. you stuck from moving forward for being proactive for even working on yourself and so in this program I ask you to give me 90 days and I'm looking to re-engage your partner, reconnect and reignite the relationship. And I want you to get clarity in making one of three decisions. You know, maybe we've worked on the relationship and your partner's re-engaged and you're really excited. And so you make the decision. Great, I'm going to move forward. The second one is you know you're not ready to go yet, but you do want to work on yourself and your own self-growth. And the third one, you believe the relationship is unsalvageable, and so you want some support in moving forward. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter what decision you make. Making a decision is very powerful. It's, yes. it's a step in taking responsibility to create the relationship you desire. And here's what I know. It changes your vibration, your attitude, and it moves you into action, which changes and shifts everything. Just yeah. make a decision of some sort. Yeah. Yeah, I totally agree. I totally agree. And anything, like, I find in in my own experiences with not being sure, I've always been pretty quick to just walk away because I don't believe in wasting time. <laughs> but that's not always the best decision either. But uh, for me, um, there's always that fear, you know, maybe it's financial support or, um, you know, maybe you've been like you were with your husband for 35 years, like that would be scary to step out on your own. You know, it it may be exciting at the same time, I Mm -hmm. guess. So what, what would be your advice for that? That's kind of why I'm assuming why you've kind of built the support into it. Yeah. Uh, I want them to clarify for me, it was I just kept hoping it would change. And I, it kept me stuck in inaction when, you know, time after time he 
he wasn't willing to go for help or do anything. And so I think, you know, even when you start working on yourself, you start shifting things. I've seen relationships totally turn around where the partner never never came to any sessions or anything, but but she worked on herself and, and I taught her how to engage him, changed the whole relationship. Yeah. So work on yourself and figure out, and from my point of view, that is knowing your personality. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and that's that's definitely the first step, I think. Makes perfect sense to me. So, Eileen, tell us how, um, or tell our listeners how they can get in contact with you. You have a website? My website is Eileen at EileenHead.com. And I've got lots of resources for you on there. And there's, there's a free clarity call that I'm happy to do and uh, get you in the direction of some sort of growth. Okay. Perfect. So any final words you have for us, Eileen? Well, I also really value the work you do and the insight that you have with your special gifts. Um, I encourage people to move forward, find what works for you or what feels good for you, whatever that is and start working on it. Move forward, take action, and uh, create the life you're meant to have. You're meant to be happy, not suffer. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That is a birthright. That is something we are allowed. We can be happy no matter what other people are ingrained into us. Yeah, that's right. It is a choice. You know, I stayed unhappy for 35 years. Yeah. Instead of moving forward. And, um, you know, in that time I was working on myself. I was taking courses and reading and self-help books. And and that helped me to a certain extent. But, um, you know, I I needed to make a decision sooner. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Certainly. But timing is, you know, everything's in perfect timing. So. Well, that's just it. And I'm a firm believer that all things happen for a reason. And sometimes... You know, we don't hit our rock bottom or our whatever it is. You know, there's there's a reason for it. So I'm definitely a, a firm believer in that. So I want to thank you so much, Eileen, for um, coming on my podcast and delivering your message. Um, I hope everybody checks out your website. And um, Eileen's website is also on my website on the rawrelationships.net. Um, on the podcast page you can find it there it'll be under past episodes and yeah so thank you so much Eileen and I look forward to chatting with you more well thank you so much for having me on you're welcome have a good night all right bye for now bye-bye well that was Eileen what a great lady And such wisdom she offers and inspiration um, to those of you that may not quite be sure, should I stay or should I go? So definitely, uh, if you can, get to her website and, you know, take advantage of her free little call and some of the other things she offers on there. I want to thank all of my listeners uh, for coming out and hanging out and listening to us. And I am very excited to keep bringing you more interviews just like these ones. Peace out.